We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by FantasyDraft.com. Use the promo code ROTOSCORE for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Saturday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benicio, welcome to the new year, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly a little conflicted about it, to be honest, because this is the last weekend. Um, I mean, we have playoff DFS, but it's not really the same. So this is the last weekend for NFL DFS. But luckily, you and I are big basketball guys, so we still yes. got basketball to talk about for the next three months. So that, you know, like I said, a little conflicted about the new year. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is going to wrap up the, the regular DFS season, and then we're going to be into, like, some short slates. And, you know, you know, you know how Benny feels about short slates. I actually like them personally. Um, but, yeah, like you are like you said, different ballgame altogether. But we're not here to talk about NFL or whine about it. We're here to be about it. It's 2016, Benny, and we're going to talk about this 11-game slate here for January 2nd. We are – it is the second day of the year in terms of DFS analysis, but it's the first day of the year in, in terms of Benny and I recording this show here on January 1st, 2016. Like we always say, we record 36 hours in advance and we make the show available on iTunes and Stitcher for your download and convenience. So make sure you subscribe and uh, review us. Give us five stars. Give us six. Get your sister to do a review. Whatever you need to do to get it done for us. We definitely appreciate it. 
All right, Benny, we'll go ahead and kick it off like we always do at the point guard position. Some some big games here with some uh, top name options, and we got a couple guys that we like in Value Town as well. So let's hear about what you want to do on Saturday's slate for the point guard position. Yeah, looking up at the top of the list, the two guys that kind of stand out to me are Chris Paul going up against Philly and uh, Rajon Rondo going up against Phoenix. I think both of those, well, we know Philly is bad defensively, but without Blake Griffin, I'm not really worried about you know, the Clippers kind of blowing them out. I think the Clippers will win, and I think they'll win by a decent margin. But um, I think we're still going to get enough run out of Chris Paul. And without Blake, he's picked up his scoring a little bit. He's really picked up his defense. He's been coming up with a lot of steals in the last couple games. Uh, still getting a ton of assists, adding in some rebounds, helping out there as well. So he's putting up some pretty good numbers. And Rondo against Phoenix. Phoenix, we know, is a very high-paced team. Uh, they just lost um, Bledsoe, so now they're down to... You know, trying to figure out what they're doing at the guard spot. He'll probably see a little bit of Brandon Knight defense, which hasn't been all that great this year either. Uh, so I like I like those two guys up top. Also like Knight a little bit in that same game. I think this would be a good spot where you can kind of game stack Sacramento Phoenix a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be one of the highest scoring games we have on the slate here. And I could see a couple guys putting up big numbers, including some of the value options that kind of went off uh, yesterday for us. Yeah, you know what, and um, I'm with you there as well. I'm going to have heavy exposure to that game as well. We saw uh, Phoenix, what they had to do to sort of keep pace, 116 points and, you know, big games from from guys like T.J. Warren and uh, Brandon Knight sort of try to uh, trade firepower um, in that matchup there, uh, came up on the short end as well. So uh, definitely interested in the exposure there for Rajon Rondo uh, and, um, you know, we have some of the uh, value options available to us. Steph Curry ends up missing this third game on Saturday, which he is scheduled to be questionable for. Um, then Sean Livingston definitely becomes a play against Denver. I will um, be interested to see if I want to jump in and on, on Curry for cash purposes um, coming off the layoff there against Denver because that is a good defensive spot for you to take advantage of. Uh, having said that, I mean, Denver, uh, second worst in fancy points allowed to uh, opposing point guards. So you have that in, in your back pocket. I want to quickly talk about the guy that I stumped for the last time out. I don't know if this was the the Friday show or the Thursday show, but Michael Carter Williams does it once again against um in what doesn't look like a crazy line, but it's it's sort of like Nick, Nicholas Batum esque or maybe maybe even Rajon Rondo esque. Eleven points, seven rebounds, eight assists, three steals, and three blocks. Good for forty one point seven five fantasy points and six point two times value there overall. Now he draws Minnesota, I believe. Um, in the in the Saturday matchup, if I am correct, it is on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the the um. The Milwaukee Bucks here have been scoring um, quite a bit there. 116 points against Indiana, 123 points against OKC in, the, in those past two contests. Then, and then a couple of down games there, and then put, put up 100 points um, up against Philly. So they've sort of turned the pace up uh, in the last couple of contests. Are you interested in having some shares of MCW uh, for Saturday's action? Yeah, I actually um, I like him. There's there's two guys in the mid range that I'm looking at. He's the one guy, and the other guy is Ish Smith. And um, Ish has been just as good. They've both been putting up 40 fantasy points a game. The only thing I I don't like about Ish is now they're basically the same price. He's 65 for the Friday slate. He'll probably go up again for the Saturday slate that we're talking about here. So if you get Michael Carter Williams and Ish Smith for basically the same price, you're gonna probably have to decide between the two of them. Um, you know, the matchups for the two of them, you got the Clippers with this Smith, even though Chris Paul is someone who's known as a great defensive player, but he hasn't been playing great defense so far this year. And then you got Michael Carter Williams going up against Minnesota with, you know, Ricky Rubio, who's 
defense is more like, you know, trying to go for steals than actually stopping somebody one-on-one, you know, coming down the court. So I do think that both guys are going to be interesting. I think you could even probably stack the two of them together and go with like two mid-range kind of point guards and save a little bit of money there. I think both of those guys can get you 35 to 40 fantasy points. So those are the other two guys that I'm looking at. And then I agree with you. You know, if if Curry's out, Livingston is the punt play option down there at the bottom that you look at. And that's pretty much it for me for the uh, point guard spot this week. Uh, one last guy I want to mention, too, here in that same sort of situation here. Uh, Jeremy Nelson on the other side of the ball against Golden State Warriors. May, may be in actually a little bit of a better spot if he faces Sean Livingston um, um, uh, in this spot because Sean Livingston will play more minutes than he's normally used to and have to pull double duty there. And, you know, Jameer Nelson, uh, for, for his part there, 6.1 times fantasy value on 34 points on the road at Portland. Down game against Cleveland, just 20 fantasy points there but then bounces back in a, a, another tough matchup against okc with 33 fantasy points 15 and 8 with five uh, uh with five assists there good for 33 fantasy points and 5.8 times value so definitely a guy that you could sort of save some some cash um, coming down from ish smith and uh michael carr williams um you know you probably doesn't have 40 point upside for the most part it has just scored 40 fantasy points once uh this season um, but th- that was at a depressed price point against Minnesota with, with him inserted to the starting lineup. That's the first game that I think Emmanuel Moutier missed. The minutes jumped from 26 to 37 there. Um, but yeah, cash safe option for, for very cheap. So if I want to go like 1K lower if, and, uh, and and I'm okay with you know somebody with 33 fantasy points as to bonus, as to opposed to 40 point upside with Ish or, or MCW, that might be a pivot uh, that I make available to myself, uh, at least for cash games as well. I don't see 7X uh, as, a, as a real consistent option for him against golden state because they're so good defensively so i'll probably limit it to cash over gpps um but i think the price is definitely right for him on saturday all right we will flip over to the shooting guard position here benny let's talk about your top cash and gpp options here uh in this uh 22 team slate yeah i'm looking more towards the middle and the lower range at the shooting guard spot i don't like playing anybody against the san antonio spurs so i'm not messing with james harden in this slate uh, Tyreek Evans is somebody who's a little too erratic for me, so I don't really think I'm going to have many shares of him going up in that game against Dallas, although I understand the reasoning. I know people are going to be talking about him. Uh, Clay Thompson, another one. I don't think he has a ton of upside at 7,500 um, going up against Denver, which, again, is another good matchup, and I think you're going to hear a lot of people talking about him, but I don't like either one of those guys. For me, I'm looking at a guy like Chris Middleton, who has been absolutely phenomenal lately, playing over 35 minutes a game, scored 30 points, real-life points in his last two games, put up 50 spots in each of those two games. And you can get him for even a thousand, over $1,000 cheaper than uh, you know Clay Thompson right now, who has put up a couple 40-point games recently as well. But you look at Middleton's last six games, 43 fantasy points, 41 fantasy points, 37 only had 21 against Dallas, was his bad game, and then 50 against OKC and 50 against Indiana in the last two games. I mean, this is a guy that's given you 7, 8x, 7x, 6x, 3x in a bad game, and then 8x and 8x in his last six. So, I mean, for me, I think I can spend down for Middleton and expect the same kind of upside I can expect out of anybody else at the position and save a little bit of money. Um, the other guy that I like is Will Barton, who is basically up to playing 35 minutes a game putting up 40 fantasy points lately. You know, he's been very, very good, returning solid value for you. So I think he's another guy that I'd be willing to pay up for. And then if I wanted to save a little bit, um, two guys who I've been looking at a lot lately, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is always somebody that's in play because he gets a lot of minutes. 
And the other guy is Rodney Hood, who finally had that game that I was expecting out of him uh, last night and actually helped me win some money. You know, with Burks out, you expected this guy to take on more of a little a scoring role, and we really haven't seen it all that much. Last night, he finally put up 41 fantasy points for only 5K after having a whole bunch of games with like 20, 25, 28 fantasy points, which was okay value for cash, but wasn't giving you the GPP upside that we wanted. You know, he finally broke out last night, and I expect to see more of that out of him. You know, now that he's playing 30 minutes a game, I expect to see more of those 30 to 35, 40-point uh, fantasy outbursts. So for 5K, I think he's another guy that's going to be on my radar. Yeah, you know what? And he did it in a different fashion, too, that he, that you would have normally expected. But who do you thought you might have to, had to have got, like, 25 points with a few rebounds and chips and chip and steals and but he goes for 18 with four trades and seven rebounds six assists a steal and a block so he really sort of uh showed displayed some versatility which is very nice um for, for his fancy value overall because you don't want him to be so scoring reliant uh in in, in your lineups there and uh it is a tougher matchup against memphis uh i'll have to say that but it look, doesn't look like you're gonna have to worry about him get, getting like a full complement of tony allen defense since they've decided like as we predicted to elevate zebo into the starting lineup and keep the rest of the and slide Jeff Green back to the three, uh, you know, or two rather, however you want to look at it, or Matt Bur- Matt Barnes is a two. It doesn't really matter; they're sort of interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I want to what I want to do here is I want to talk about JJ Redick once again. This is one of one of my like sn- sneaky or cash or GPP favorites. Um, the price is starting to elevate, albeit sort of slowly, up to fifty two hundred as of New Year's Eve. Comes up with twenty six and two with one. This is basically what you can expect, like a good amount of volume scoring, not a whole bunch else there. You know, you just want him to, at this price point to hit 30 fantasy points with a little bit of extra upside there. And um, he's been shouldering the scoring loan, 26 points scored in, in back-to-back games. Had that dud game against Washington, but then put up 25 with 2-2-2, two, two, and two, good for 36 fantasy points and 7x value. That's GPP eligible in my mind, and, and even cash safe, safe if you want to use him as a number two. Um, I would love to pair him with a guy like Will Barton. Um, in this matchup, uh, aside from the uh, the Phoenix Sacramento stack, um, if if that's uh, w- uh, what you want to take a look at there, so that's uh, another sort of pivot that that I wanted to just make mention of and and keep an eye on for because I think uh, he's a little underappreciated in DFS because you know he has to score to hit the value. So it's a little bit risky, um, but when you take a look at the other offensive options on the floor, there really isn't too much uh, else. I mean, are, you're not expecting DeAndre Jordan to consistently score 20 a game. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Bob Mute, Wes Johnson, Lance Stevenson. So you're basically down to it's, it's the Chris Paul and J.J. Reddick show. And you know Chris Paul is good as, as anybody as, as finding open shots uh, for somebody on the floor. So um, J.J. Reddick is going to be a, a pick for mine uh, uh, in a fairly consistent fashion, fashion as long as I can get him into good matchups. And this is as good as the matchups as you're going to get against at home against Philly uh, there for Saturday action. So keep some tabs on him on DraftKings at the low 5K range. All right, we are going to move on to the small forward position, but before we do that, we gotta let you know, um, like for, like we always do for any of the pod listeners out there, rotowire.com still having the 10 day free trial going on for all, all their advanced features and uh, premium tools here. So if you want to take advantage of all the analysis and then the statistics, the projections that we're using, lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, we've got everything you need up to the minute depth charts breaking it down. You want to know who the fourth guy is for the Clippers at the small forward position? We'll tell you. You know, you you want to know if if Bob Mute ends up getting moved out of the out of the, out of the power forward position, and who might end up getting some sneaky minutes at the four in your GPP? 
we've got that breaking that broken down for you under the premium section and you can get 10 free 10 day access at rotowire.com slash pod so take advantage of all the information the projections the customizable uh league uh, configurations that can help you set up for your season long stuff complete draft kits for every sport nfl nba mlb nhl and much much more rotowire.com slash pod tell them josh and benny sent you all right small forward position is up on the slate let's talk about what you got for us yeah, I I actually really, really love small forward. There are literally like seven or eight guys that I have on my list, and I'm like, man, this is too many. i got to narrow it down. I can't talk about all these guys, but I feel like every one of them wor- is worth mentioning. So let me just kind of run you guys through some of, the, some of the names on this list and why I think they make viable plays, because there's a lot of them. Um, not using LeBron. He's one name that's not on my list. I like Durant against Charlotte, but mostly for cash games. Uh, he hasn't been giving you that 6, 7x kind of upside. So at the price you got to pay for him, for me, he's strictly a cash game play because he's been consistently giving you 50 fantasy points. But if he's doing it at 10K, he's not really giving you, you know, a ton of added value. But again, you know, if you have the 10K to spend, the guaranteed 50 points basically is something that you can't really, you know, knock. Um, looking down from there, there's going to be a decision a lot of people are going to make. You had Kawhi and Paul George, who were both at 86. Now, George is coming off a big game, but that was a huge score in that game. There was no defense. I think there was like 240 total points scored. Um, so for me, I actually like Kawhi Leonard against Houston more than I like Paul George against Detroit. So I think that's a decision a lot of people are going to have to make. So for me, Kawhi would be the way to go um, of the guys up there at top. Now, stepping down a little bit from there, you know, Nick Batum has a tough matchup in OKC. He's probably going to be asked to guard Durant, so he might not be doing as much on the offensive end. But he's been shooting the ball really well. He picks up some assists for you. He gets some rebounds. I mean, he does a little of everything. So I still like Batum. Gordon Hayward's been playing well in return and value, although he has a matchup with Memphis. Um, If Barnes is back for this game, which I'm not sure if he is, and Memphis goes with that, smaller group I think that you know Haywood could put up a big number if they have Zebo in there and they go with the bigger team I'm not as high on Gordon Hayward so that's something to keep an eye on and watch um Giannis your boy Giannis has been doing pretty well lately for Milwaukee getting some extra minutes you know uh, across the board basically putting up stats so he's somebody that's in play um Omri Caspi who we talked about for Sacramento he had a bad game the other night after one of the greatest games he's ever played in his career where he hit like 10 three-pointers, so he's in play as well. Uh, you could even look at a guy like Chandler Parsons who had a bad game, but again, you know, getting over 30 minutes, still kind of cheap. And then Jay Crowder is a guy that I've been using a lot in cash games. He's one of the few guys in that Boston team who gets solid minutes every game and contributes across the board. So those are the guys up top. And then even if you go further down, you know, you had T.J. Warren with a lawyer out have a huge, like, 50-point game he put up the other day. P.J. Tucker seeing more minutes with Bledsoe out and then Laura out as well. Um, you know, he put up, like, 30 or 40 fantasy points the other day. So, like I said, there is an absolute ton of guys at small forward that I like. Like, this is probably going to be one of those days where I roll a second small forward in the forward spot on DraftKings and maybe even a third in the utility spot because a lot of these guys make sense and are, are pretty solidly priced to me. Yeah, uh, I, I think it uh, makes a ton of sense. 
for overall. And, uh, you know, I, I love the play up top two with Kawhi Leonard uh, there as well. If you take a look at the Houston Rockets, third third worst in DVP to the small forward position. Trevor Ariza, uh, for whatever reason, has normally been a guy that's fairly trustworthy on defense, but has, you know, I don't know if this is related to necessarily pace uh, for the Houston Rockets or what the deal exactly is, but the, they've been suffering in terms of fancy points allowed to that position all year long. So I like always like to say, like, why ask why? Ask why? Just use Kawhi. You know, so uh, <laughs> did you like that? Yeah, I like that. All right, so um, that's going to be uh, where um, I think you could definitely make some some hay there as well. And I love the uh, the the cheaper options there as well. I'm um, also, I believe, we're out of the um, Matt Barnes Matt Barnes suspension situation here there as well because we saw the the minutes jump back up for for Jeff Green, my boy that I've been stumping for all season long. So I think he's at least cash eligible at 5400. Plays 37 minutes on the 29th against Memphis, gets 16 seven and four. And you take a look at the matchup for him um, for this room uh, against Utah, who we, as we talked about, they're now missing Derek Favors for for quite some time. They're down to you know Rodney Hood and a cast of characters uh, over there. The defense is not nearly the quality that you expect it to be, and the the best single person that you can target on defense right now, um, maybe with uh, apologies to uh, Raul Nato, is um, Gordon Hayward, and that's. Um, could be the potential spot for him to take a look at there. And if it, even if it's Trevor Booker, I'm not scared anywhere. No matter what, this is a great spot. On the, and, he, and he's well off the radar, too, because, uh, you know, he, when Zebo went back into the lineup, people expected a little bit of a downtick in production. But take a look at this here um, in the last three three games. 5.6, 5.5, then a little bit of down game against Charlotte, but that was Nick Batum defense, which we've been talked we've talked about for quite some time. And then pop up pops up in a plus and plus matchup uh, against Washington and and posts forty nine fantasy points for nine point six x there so Nate, definitely you should uh, pay attention to Jeff Green uh, I know that uh, Benny you just gave a ton of value plays I decided to pile on with one more uh, yeah. there as well and then don't forget about your boy I don't know if you mentioned PJ Tucker uh, there as oh, well yeah, yeah I definitely did yeah he I've been playing him all week I've been on him for a couple days right now yeah. and he's uh, he's he's getting more minutes mm-hmm. and he's also more involved now I mean with Bledsoe out that's a yeah. lot of shots and usage that got to get spread around right. and Tucker Tucker's one of the guys that's definitely not shy to shoot so he's been picking it picking it up a little bit he's been an ugly stepchild for quite some time you know, yeah. with uh, w- with them as well. One thing, I, one guy I won't play necessarily coming up on the next game slate, but I want to keep some tabs on here is Jeremy Grant against the LA Clippers. This is actually a pretty good s- spot for him um, at the small forward position because small forward is putrid for the LA Clippers there. So if anybody wanted to go super flyer with uh, Jeremy Grant at 3900 the price is definitely, definitely right. I love him as a punt option. The only problem is you have a string of ugly, inconsistent performances before that. And we know that sort of the, the minutes he got was related to Jalil Okafor coming off the bench. So you need to have to all that the entire situation sorted out before you know that you can roll Jeremy Grant into a GPP. And definitely not cash eligible for me because he's, like I said, the minutes in the production have been super inconsistent. But if they're going to give him one more shot and bring Jalil Okafor off the bench again, um, could be a situation where I go full on punt and, you know, t- sort of take your lead and use that for my second forward spot. And that way I can load up at the other positions here with some of the top options that we mentioned or, or some of the guys that we have coming up here at power forward and center. All right. If we it feels like we just previewed half the slate. Small forward and well, like I said, I mean, small forward, it, it's, it's, there's so much. Normally, it's a tough position, but yeah. there are literally, like I said, I had seven or eight guys on my list, and I'm like, I can't talk about this many. I got to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't because every one of them actually makes, you can make a good case for them. So, yeah. you know, basically, if you're playing multiple entries, what I would try to say to do is 
you know, maybe try to pair some of the guys that are in the same games against each other together, uh, together, hoping you catch like an overtime game or a, you know, 120, 118, back and forth, up and down kind of game. Um, you know, try to get your exposure to them that way. And then if you play multiple sites, you know, look for who the best values are on those sites. If some of those guys are cheaper on, you know, fantasy draft than they are on DraftKings, well, then play them over there. Then play the other guys that are cheaper over there. You know, this way you still kind of get exposure to everybody, but you get it in the best spot. So it helps you, uh, you know, you could you could have multiple guys have good games and it could still help you in multiple different places. Yeah, absolutely uh, true there. So something to, to definitely consider when sh- uh, shaving out the, the – I think what you were saying here with, at the small forward position here is this is your spot where you can go and book your top options and then come back and, and decide what, what sort of value you want to derive from the cash – the, your your cash game lineups and how far down you can scale um, in, in in your GPPs. This is your this is your flex spot where you have a bunch of options and you can pick different price points to create the lineup that you're looking to build. If you're having a problems, uh, by the way, with uh, with the flexibility or locking down top options in the lineups because of the position restrictions, then why not check out FantasyDraft.com with the f- one of the most flexible lineup formats in the DFS industry, giving you the freedom to choose all the players that you'd love to watch, one of the largest payout zones in all their guaranteed contests, paying out at least 25% or more in their GPPs, creating a, fa- a, a level playing field. In every spot here, never more than 20 entries per user in any contest. A lot of uh, opportunities that they love to do in terms of uh, running rake-free rate GPPs as well. So more of your entry feeds always go directly to the payout zone. You can head on over to FancyDraft.com today and find out more about why, why they put players purse, excuse me, players first. And you can use the promo code ROTOSCORE for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. Benny's banging on the keys because he's getting ready for the power forward position. He wants to talk about his top options here for the Saturday slate. Yeah, I was actually just looking up some some recent uh, game stats. And I got to be honest, the only guy that I'd be willing to pay up for at power forward is going to be Draymond Green. Uh, we know that Denver, very high-paced team. Uh, we don't know if Steph's in. But whether Steph's in or Steph's out, you know, I mean, Draymond's a guy, we saw it again last night, where he can give you a triple-double. And a triple-double with, like, four or five defensive stats, like two or three blocks or two or three steals as well. And he can put up 50, 60 fantasy points. And he's done it often enough lately that even at this price, he's probably the only guy I'd want to pay up for. Um, Cousins has been underperforming a little bit in the last couple games, although, again, he's got a good matchup here. But he, he always has a good matchup. So, you know, the thing isn't that you can't use Cousins, but at 10K, you need him to get you 60 fantasy points. And we haven't seen that kind of ceiling out of him in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, we were actually joking around before the show about the other expensive option up there, Anthony Davis. Um, you know, you asked me what my New Year's resolution was, and my New Year's resolution is not to play Anthony Davis in cash anymore because I think he's gotten to that point where I just can't trust him. He used to be somebody that I started my cash game lineups with almost every day and then worked around, but I think there are better options to do that for. So, like I said, the one guy I'm willing to pay up for here is probably Draymond Green. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there as well. Um, you know what though? Um, one thing I will say here, and maybe this is this is I don't want to call the Sacramento Kings homerism, but I, you know what I'm waiting for is the price to just chip down a little bit with Cousins, and it hasn't chipped down the way that you want because he's not playing terrible. He's just not performing at at a, at a top level uh, that mm-hmm. you have. But you know, you take a look at the high water mark. He was up at 10.8k um, against OKC, uh, and, and you know what? But 
it's been very tough to roster him. Having said that, I think he's GPP only, for one, I will say this. And two, if you look at the way that Phoenix is trending, if you don't want to jump in this spot at the power forward position with the Marcus Cousins, you should take a look at them in terms of what's happening at the power forward position uh, over the last three weeks there. Um, they have been, I believe, what, fourth or sixth worst, and over the last week as well, then it jumps down to four, fourth worst. So it's it's not going uh, in the right direction for them. Um Actually, oh, sorry, that was actually team stats uh, overall. So I don't think it's going in, in the in the the proper direction overall. What you're going to see from this team with the amount of rookies that they're ruling out is you're going to see a lot of fantasy stats being piled up, some top totals and some um, you know, some some stacks and targets like we talked about here as well. So if you don't feel like today is a spot to jump in on Cousins, I understand and I'm fine with it. Is it is a home game and I actually think there's going to be some, some sort of like motivation and momentum because they they took a bad loss to a team that they were almost double digit favorites in against uh, Philadelphia. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond respond um but maybe you wait you should be very close to sort of finding out the where where the watermark is on demarcus cousins because he's going to bust out and have and uh, have a solid game and and crush some people in some fantasy contests and you want to be there um when it happens while the price is you know approaching a thousand dollar discount so something else to consider um now talking about some some home run plays here there's some cheap options here i've been stumping for cody zeller uh, for mm-hmm. for quite some time here, I mean, it's not like uh, like a solid GPP guy, maybe because you don't see seven X on the board anytime here. Um, it's, you know, it's, um, with well, I guess you know a little bit less than a month ago on the seventh and the fifth, he he actually popped up thirty one and thirty four for seven and eight and a half X. But then since then, super consistent. This is like a great cash option here. Price tag payoff in the fast past four games: five point nine, five, six point one, and six point four. Actually trending upward overall um and then you know look three of those four were like um you know what is generally known as tougher defensive ma- matchups you have memphis boston la that we throw out and then the la clippers uh there as well are you interested or are you going to have any shares or how are you approaching cody zeller for power forward yeah i actually have zeller as one of the guys on you know my short list if i'm paying down from draymond green here um he i like him a lot as long as you got Al Jefferson out. He's seeing the extra minutes, and he's putting up pretty good scores, and he's doing it for pretty cheap. So I think that he's definitely viable. I think you can also look at uh, Ersan Ilyasova down there as well. He's another guy that's been putting up 25, 35 fantasy points, doing it at around 5K. I don't like either one of them for tournaments, though. I think both of those guys are more like cheap cash game plays you need to you know, kind of fill out a roster that you can be sure are going to get you like a safe 20, 25, 30 points. The guy that I like for tournament plays is actually Nerland's Noel. Um, whether Okafor is back or not, him and Ish Smith have a, a nice connection on the floor together. And Ish looks for him a lot on those like backdoor alley-oop plays. He's really upped his rebounding lately. You know, the thing I like about Noel, too, is he's a good tournament play because the way he is, you know, his long arms and his athleticism, he's the guy that can rack up like four or five steals or two or three blocks in a game and get you like six or seven defensive stats. And again, we talk about how those defensive stats are worth two points each. That could give you 12 points right there if he has like one of those games. And he's done that. Like you look at his last game, he had four steals. The game before that, two steals, five blocks. The game before that, three steals, two blocks. You know, if he's adding an extra 10 or 12 points to his, you know, overall fantasy score just by doing that, this is a guy that's still below 6K on price on DraftKings. So if he's getting you those five or six, he's giving you 2X value just with his defensive stats. Plus, he's been adding about 10 rebounds a game, scoring 15 points a game. You know, he can easily get you to 35, 40 fantasy points. And at $6,000, that's like 6 or 7X that he's been giving you lately. So Nerlens Noel is definitely probably 
the safest tournament play that you can play, the guy who has the safest upside, and I'm going to have him in a lot of my tournament rosters that I can't afford to pay up for Draymond in. Yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense overall for you to to, to look in that direction. I, I will be um, joining you on the Draymond Green chain, He's um, especially if we know that Curry is, uh, <laughs> is, is a guy that's going to end up sitting. Even when Curry isn't sitting, um, he's been an, an excellent option. Uh, love, to, love to target Denver uh, to, uh, there as well. So something to, to keep in mind. I, I do like the, uh, the New Orleans Jamal call against the LA Clippers and then, you know, and uh, Prince, the Prince of Zamunda. Uh, facing him at the you know, at the power forward position for the LA Clippers there, and then like as we mentioned, uh, Cody Zeller. If you want to go, you know, super home run play there, you know, you, we have a couple guys that we've um, we also talked about here, um, like John Henson as like you know home run GPP option there as well. I, I, I it's a little bit sketch to me. I mean, you do have a, a seven x seven point three, a six point five, and a seven point one x in the last uh, in three of the last six games, but then you also have a four point three and a three point zero. 13 minutes of action so just really not trustworthy but if you hit at 4k you know you could be uh sitting on fancy gold in, in your inner lineup so depends on how risk averse you are um in your gpps all right before we move on to the power forward position here want to quickly let you know all you business guys you guys out there you entrepreneurs you're thinking about getting it going here and for yourself going into business for yourself in 2016 you might need a website and why not do it yourself here with wix.com no matter what business you're in wix has something for you used by more than 70 million people worldwide wix makes it makes it easy to get your website live today you need to get the word out about your business and it all starts with a stunning website so with hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor and even the video backgrounds there's no coding needed you don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy to be worrying about budget. Too busy to worry about scheduling appointments. You can build yourself, uh, build a website for your own business yourself. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. I talk about stunning here and some stunners. We'll talk about some center position ballers here. Benny, uh, for the Saturday slate, let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, be, um, actually, before we get on to that, I just wanted to mention one other thing because I'm looking through my center plays right now, and I remember that uh, Indiana's on the slate and Mahini has been out. So if Mahini's out and you're looking for a punt play, a power forward, Lavoy Allen put up a really good game getting 30-something minutes last night. So if there's no Mahini in this game either... Um, you know, make sure you add LaVoy Allen to your punt list at uh, Power Forward because he'd probably be my, my favorite punt. Okay, fair enough. Um, and don't forget, if you do, next time you do use Mahini, you're obligated to sing Mahini, 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 Mahini. Okay, just it's, it's something you have to do. It'll, otherwise, he, <laughs> he throws up a dud. So just uh, a yeah. quick disclaimer there. All right, um, let's talk about um, who else that you got. And a guy that I'm sort of looking at here in Value Town is Enos Cantor. We've talked about him before, and I actually like the fact that he threw up a, like a 14-minute dud in this spot because the production was ridiculous up to that point, and he was doing it in limited minutes. There are 8.1, 7.9, 7.6, and 7.7. That's GPP gold, and I want people to get off the train there so the, the ownership percentage will come down a little bit, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to ride back in. I don't think that anything he's doing is like – particularly crazy uh you know he's just taking advantage of um okc 
taking what they do on offense with Westbrook and KD, applying that same sort of level of pace and production to the second unit, and hitting home runs for you at a very cheap price. So maybe you get a little bit of a discount back under 5K, and uh, and I would be happy to roster him uh, to uh, this Saturday here on DraftKings. Uh, are you with me or are you against me? Yeah, I don't. I actually don't hate Cantor as a punt option. I'm not running out to put him in my lineups though. Um, but I will have some shares of him as as the cheap guy in GPPs at the center position. Um, I'm actually spending up at center today. I think this is a day you can spend up. Andre Drummond against Indiana. Indiana's been one of the worst teams against center this year. Um, so I think Drummond could have a big game against them. He actually has played them twice already this year. The first game against them, he threw up like 60-something fantasy points. It was like a monster game. Because I remember I had 100% exposure to him the second time they played, and he threw up like 30 fantasy points and tanked a bunch of rosters that you know were otherwise pretty good for me. Um, but I'm willing to give him another chance because I've been playing centers against Indiana all year, and it's been something successful. I think this could be a game where he does get close to that 20-20, you know, 20 points, 20 rebounds kind of thing. Um, Because I've seen him do it against Indiana once already this year. And Indiana's playing at, like, breakneck speed right now. So I do think he's paced up in this one, and I'd be willing to spend up. I also like um, DeAndre Jordan going up against Philly, another team that we've been targeting. One of the reasons we target Philly is because uh, Okafor gets a lot of his shots blocked. Well, one of the things DeAndre Jordan does well is block shots. So this could be a game where he goes like 12 or 14 points, 15 or 16 rebounds, and like five block shots, which would give you, you know, 45, 50 fantasy points and, you know, pay off his salary. So I like him as well. And then Carl Anthony Towns has been absolutely unbelievable lately. He's been putting up some huge numbers. The key to playing Towns, I think I kind of got this whole Towns, uh, Gorgie Dang situation kind of figured out. So I'm going to let you guys in on how I've been playing it lately, because I think this is the way to do it. Kevin Garnett is playing, like, every once in a while right now. So when Garnett plays, Gorgie Dang is definitely off the table. And what winds up happening is Towns gets a couple less minutes because they give Dang a few more minutes at the center spot in order to get both of them some time on the floor. But when KG is out, I think everybody automatically looks to Dang when KG is out. But the guy who's been putting up the bigger numbers is Carl Anthony Towns because now that Dang is over there playing at the four... Towns pretty much gets some extra minutes at the five, and he's the one who's been pulling in most of the rebounding down there. You know, Gorgie Dang is more of like the defensive kind of guy. Towns does more of the scoring on the outside, and he's also been the guy that's been doing more of the rebounding on the defensive end. So when KG's out, I think you want to look at Towns, not Dang, even though you can get Dang for kind of cheap. And honestly, I don't think Dang is really somebody now that his price came up that we need to keep playing. So... When KG's out, you want to look at Towns, not not Gorgie Dang. I'm tired of hearing everybody say that because I feel like Towns is the guy that's giving you the bigger upside in that situation. And when KG plays, you don't want either one of them. Yeah, he's KG is a little bit of a KG guy in terms of how when he's going to pop up with his minutes or not. So once you identify that and use Benny's uh, patented system, uh, I'll just call 1-800-MINUTES-ROTATION um, rota- over at, uh, at Benny, uh, Benicio Ricciardi. Uh, dot com <laughs> and you'll he'll give you his hotline play for when kg is going to play big minutes and when you can get jumping yeah with Carl well like if you hear like i said like when you hear lately whenever we hear kg is out everybody's like oh it's gorgy dang night you gotta get gorgy dang into your lineup and i mean he's been okay like let's you know what like let's call this up let's talk about this for a second because uh, you know like i said it's something i've been noticing you had one game where Dang is up to 5K now. So it's not like you're getting him at below 4K like when he first started getting minutes again. 
and he's only had one game of above 24 points in his last six games. He's only playing, he's playing like a little bit less than 25, 22 minutes, somewhere in that range. And the reason for that is Towns, who was playing in like the 27, 28 minute range, is now playing in like the 30, 35 minute range. So Towns is getting a few more of those minutes that, you know, they were kind of given, that splitting with him and Dang right now. And with those minutes, you see Towns' production go up. He was giving you, you know, 30 fantasy points, 30, 25, 30. Now he's giving you 44, 56, 40, uh, 29, 45, 38. So with the extra minutes, he's giving you extra production. So he, like I said, with KG out, those extra minutes seem to be going more towards, you know, Towns playing more minutes than Dang is kind of keeping his minutes the same. But when KG's in, he's taking a few of those minutes from Towns. So... Towns is the guy that's getting the big up. So instead of thinking, you know, Gorgie Dang, whenever you hear KG is out, like I said, the name you should be thinking is Carl Anthony Towns because he's the one that has been giving you the 6X, 5.5, 6.5X production. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, it's a good pot. He's a, a, a high-level production and um, a uh, solid matchup overall. To th- top rate three projected to here uh, uh, center at um, on the Saturday slate there along with uh, DeAndre Jordan is another guy. Uh, guy that I, I would like to sort of take advantage of as a top price option against Philadelphia. Um, and that's if, as long as you don't have any other center picks, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. You want to toss something in there for the new year? Or are we good? No, nah, I mean, you know, Vucevic is interesting a little bit to me, but I don't like the matchup against Cleveland on the road. I like the, yeah. yeah I, I like the way Howard's been playing, but I don't like the matchup against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez, maybe against the Boston Celtics. They don't really have much down low at the center spot, but you know, like I said, you know who you know who's a sneaky play is is actually uh, Zaza Pachulia going up against New Orleans. Oh yeah, you know what? That's actually a perfect uh, punt play because they're terrible at the center spot, but they're really good at power forward because that's Brow. But Omar uh-huh. Sheik and company, Kendrick Perkins, this is the worst combination of centers in the league, hands down for sure. Uh, and, she- and I was gonna say, and look at Pachulia's last three games too. I mean, he's put up what monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah, like 35, 30, 34, 34, 36 mm-hmm. and he's only 5500. So I think that's cash and GPP safe for you. Right, you're never going to get like 50 point upside from him cuz he's just never going to be that much of a scoring option, but he can mm-hmm. return GPP value like and 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 be solid uh, yeah. for you six six and a half x three games in a row. I mean, that's that's GPP. That's going to put you on pace for 325 if you get that from every guy on DraftKings. That's that's enough to have a big cash in a in a tournament. I'm fine with it. If you're fine with it, I'm fine with it. So I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Let's roll. I'm good with it. All right, let's do it. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Another week of DFS in the books. Happy New Year once again for uh, January 1st. The show is officially for uh, January 2nd slate, so just uh, keep that on tracking and uh, let you know what's going on with us here. Uh, don't forget, you can always subscribe to the Rotowire DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Find me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.